the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So full disclosure, the chapter of the gospel we just heard is right at the top of my favorite passages of scripture. Nicodemus is my favorite recurring character in the entire Bible. I love this chapter of John. I know the words nearly all by heart. I knew what they said even before I sat down to work on this sermon. I was certain of their content. Just as certain of their content as Nicodemus is of his knowledge at the beginning of his conversation with Jesus. But such certainty comes with a price. Such certainty is dangerous. Because the moment I declare I'm certain about what this wonderful story says is the same moment I stop looking for new wisdom within it. The moment Nicodemus says, we know, at the beginning of that conversation, is the same moment that he signals to Jesus that he has no desire to listen to any of his teaching. Now, for his part, Jesus hears this, we know, and starts rolling up his sleeves. He has his work cut out for him. And as their conversation progresses, Jesus shatters Nicodemus's certainty and replaces it with this tentative yet burning curiosity and uncertainty that will lead to new ideas, new growth, new life. An uncertainty that will lead Nicodemus from darkness to light and will eventually deliver him to the foot of the cross. You see, like Nicodemus, we all crave certainty. It's in our DNA. Our ancestors moved from hunting and gathering to farming because the latter was just more predictable. We follow that same instinct every time we allow that salesperson to tack on the extended warranty when we buy that new car. We crave certainty. But each of us learns sooner or later that nothing in life really is certain. The crops of our ancestors eventually suffered droughts. And it never fails, some major part of our car will stop working the day after that warranty expires. We crave certainty and yet we live with uncertainty each day of our lives. So what should our prayer be? Should we pray for more certainty? Or should we pray for peace amidst uncertainty? Judging by Jesus' side of the story of our gospel, he invites us to walk hand in hand with him into the ambiguity of the uncertain, only to discover the truer, brighter, and more abundant life. But let's get back to our friend Nicodemus for a bit. As a Pharisee and as a leader of the Jewish council, Nicodemus would have been something like a judge or an arbiter for his people. So instead of asking questions, Nicodemus would have been used to answering them, 
instead of embracing uncertainty, Nicodemus would have seen it as his duty to project an air of certainty about everything. If for nothing else, to keep morale high in the midst of this harsh foreign occupation they found themselves in. And yet there's something about Jesus that upsets Nicodemus's certainty. After all, this Pharisee undertakes a scandalous nighttime journey to rendezvous with a notorious radical who, if you remember, has just made a spectacle of himself by driving away the money changers and the animal sellers out of the temple with a whip. But Nicodemus comes just the same. Something compels him to come. Even this desire to see Jesus must have made some small chink in Nicodemus's armor of certainty. But when he arrives, his programming kicks in and he reverts to his familiar way of thinking. Because even though he calls Jesus teacher twice in his opening statement, he still proceeds to try to teach Jesus something. Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. And right away, Jesus rebuts. He might as well have said, oh, you know, do you? But what he actually says is, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Well, that's sort of what he says. Because those same exact words might mean this. No one can see the kingdom of God without being born again. In this response, Jesus reaches for intentional ambiguity in order to start breaking Nicodemus out of his certainty. Jesus' words can mean either thing. I think that's exactly what Jesus wanted to do. And that ambiguity achieves the results that were hoped for. Because Nicodemus asks not one, but two more questions. And if you're certain, you don't ask questions, do you? And so Jesus feeds him more ambiguity. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. Not only do we not know where the wind comes from, but even Jesus' choice of words, wind, could mean breath, or even spirit. Jesus pulls Nicodemus deeper and deeper into delicious ambiguity. And deep in Nicodemus' soul, something starts to happen. Because when Jesus is finally finished, there is a new fire in Nicodemus' eyes as he asks the most sincere and uncertain question in the entire gospel. How can these things be? In one short conversation, Jesus shatters Nicodemus's unrealistic and burdensome certainty and replaces it with the true and natural uncertainty of life. For you see, when we next meet Nicodemus in this gospel, he's testing out his newfound uncertainty. 
He takes a risk in speaking out against members of his own council who want to break their rules in order to put Jesus to death. Now, he doesn't quite declare himself as a follower just yet, but he's certainly on his way. Because the third and final time we see Nicodemus, he is standing out in broad daylight, helping Joseph of Arimathea take Jesus from the cross and bury him in the tomb. But in that moment, nothing is certain. Nothing is sure. Because their Lord has died, and yet they serve him anyway. From his first appearance to his last, Nicodemus models for us the life of faith. He sheds the armor of certainty when he meets Jesus and pulls on the armor of faith. Because certainty, not doubt, is the opposite of faith. We crave certainty, but in this life, we'll never achieve it. Jesus knows this, and so he offers us something even better than certainty. He offers us the gift of himself. It's been said that the definition of peace is the deep and abiding presence of God. This is the gift Jesus offers us, his abiding presence, his peace a peace that thrives in the midst of shattered certainty. And so, sisters and brothers, when you feel the uncertainty of life threatening to overwhelm you, what our Book of Common Prayer calls the changes and chances of this life, I pray that you might remember this story. Remember hearing about Jesus teaching Nicodemus to embrace such uncertainty because in this uncertainty, we discover our faith. And when we discover our faith, we also find the promise of God for our lives. The promise of the deep and abiding peace of Christ and that it will always and forever be traveling with us along the way.